Hey, this is Bruce Boudreaux, and you're listening to Empty Betters with Nick Mack and Harrison. Everybody and welcome back to episode 161 of Empty Betters. I'm your host Harrison Schulz. I'm going to toss it across the screen to my co-host Nick Manella. What is going on, my friend? A lot, boys. We are loving life right now. We are on the tail end <laughs> of St. Patty's weekend, which you know you might think I'd be suffering from a hangover, but I'm not. I did get some drinks in me, but I also got a huge Spartan victory in me. So that's Ooh. all that matters right now. And I really think you should throw it off to the other co-host on the show right now. Throw it up to Marquette Nation, or lack thereof, rather, Mac Vogel. He's drinking. In case you nobody's like, if you're new here, Nick is a huge Spartans fan, and Mac is a Marquette alum and diehard fan, and you all know how that went over the weekend. Mac, how you doing? Sorry, just had to get a little uh, <laughs> little beer in me there, just to kind of cope with the pain. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you won. You know, all right, all right. Real congratulations. Quick, like, what a sick basketball game. No, it, it was a good game. I uh I I saw interestingly enough, I saw a tweet from a, I saw a lot of tweets, a lot of tweets that I disagreed with. <laughs> One that I agreed with was from none other than Dave Portnoy, who said Ooh. something along the lines. I, I'm I'm not gonna quote it directly, but it was something along the lines of like Marquette wins that basketball game eight times out of ten worst performance for Tyler Kolick that he could have possibly had, which is all true. Now I think some, some credit obviously has to go to, to coach um, for, for, you know, figuring out the team. It's not like Tyler Kolick just accidentally had the worst game of his career so far. You know what I mean? Like, no, they took him out of the game. Yeah. They, I mean, they did a really good job of like coming after him and, and making him not an issue, which is, something no one's been able to do so far this year. So, you know, that it, it's two really good coaches against each other, which I think is why it was a really fun game. But um, yeah, it sucks. Sucks that it turned out the way it did. Something I said to Nick earlier before we started recording uh, was something that the three of us often say about the NHL, which is that that matchup to me felt like it could have been like the championship of that side of the bracket at least yes. where it's like, you know, we always say in the NHL, it's like shit the Leafs and the lightning play in the first round. That should have been, you know, if the seating was different, that should have been the Eastern conference final or whatever. Yes. And I think like, like you said, that would have been a great elite eight matchup. It's a shame that, uh, that Sparty and the golden Eagles, both somebody had to be out in the round of 32. Cause they definitely are both good enough, deserve to be a little further on in the tournament, but it's the way the cookie crumbles. Excellent season for Marquette. It was a ton of fun watching them. And uh, we'll be back. So, also want to give a shout out to Garrett and Corey. Uh, they were obviously on the yes. last episode, did the March Madness preview. Uh, that one got a lot of listens. So, appreciate both of them. Um, they it did. did. And um, real quick, uh, I bumped into a couple of Corey's cousins actually um, oh. when I was doing the uh, Canton Fed Hill St. Patty's thing in Baltimore over the weekend. Uh, shout out to Mitch and Greg. They loved the episode. They were like, yeah, you guys have a great show. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, and then I bumped into your buddy, uh, Tim Glose as well. So it was good to see him. 
Yeah, he was uh he's on my beer league team. He came in the locker room. He's like, I saw your boy. And I was like, Nick. And he's like, Yeah. And I was like, he was wearing his EB hat. Dude, that thing looks like it's been I was gonna say, I feel like we should send diamond. him like a new one. Like yeah, it's seen better days. Grit. Like Yeah, that thing's got some grit on it. Um, yeah. but obviously appreciate all the listeners. Always fun seeing them out in public. And then uh I was Garrett and Corey gave us their final four. They're both three for four at the moment. Obviously, Garrett had Marquette. That didn't happen. Corey had Duke. They're out, right? I'm pretty sure last I checked, that they didn't are. happen either. So they still got three in there. Should be interesting. They both have Alabama in the championship, so we'll see how that unfolds. All right. Let's uh, – well, before I get to the question of the day, I want to announce Rick Rowley, uh, part three, the Rick Rowley experience. He came onto the podcast just moments ago. Probably a good 45-minute chat with him about Leafs, playoff pictures, uh, his trip to Orlando for Disney World, which you'll definitely want to hear about. And, uh, you know, Rick's always a fun guy to talk to. We love having him on the show. That will be in the middle of the episode. But we'll get started with some hockey news. But before we do, I think uh, Mac has a question of the day. Yeah, so I'm just curious, like, which – which fruit would obviously make the best house to live in? Oh my god! This this isn't real. Uh, this is not real. <laughs> and you can't say pineapple just because SpongeBob. Like we're not doing okay because that. that's we're what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> god damn it! Which I feel... fruit makes the best house to live yeah, in? Yeah, like practically from a from a practicality <laughs> standpoint. Jesus, I feel bad. I wanted to change the uh, QOTD before we started recording. Um. Like if okay, think about it from like the fruit is large, like it it's not like you're shrunk. The fruit is big enough to be okay. your okay. house, but it is has a coconut same... a fruit. I think it is. I'm going coconut. Ooh, that, that's a good one. Actually. That is a good one. Fuck, that's a good it, one. It's it's hard. It, like it'll hopefully not break when shit falls on it, or like the mm-hmm. wind blows. I don't know. It'll hydrate you. There you go. Yeah, you drink right. you, could, you could drink you from your eat my wall yeah and what if it just wall. starts rolling away though because it is just like it's not <laughs> Well, i'm like... thinking what we do is just like slice the bottom off like you would do in like a hermit crab terrarium so oh it's so just it's like, like, like little, patrick's like... house yeah basically. exactly yeah okay well all right oh uh, that's fine yeah, yeah uh, what are we thinking here is a is a pumpkin a fruit it's got I seeds, mean, it has right? Seeds. Yeah, I would think maybe a that pumpkin. would be really good. You just yeah. lift off the hat and get in. Yeah, yeah. it's like a, it's it like just a, put it on your. Head. <laughs> you, it could be like a like a um like a convertible home, like a dome. Like there I can choose go. whether I want. Or a you've dome carved or out a door in the bottom, and you you just like pull it all the way out and get yeah. in, and then just pull it back in. Yeah, I think I think I'd choose a pumpkin. They seem pretty sturdy too, eh? Yeah. That is actually a really good answer. You guys are going big brain here. I, I do to- love me low key. I am a huge sucker for some roasted pumpkin seeds oh, with some yeah. Old Bay salt pepper on them. Oh man! Yeah. Well, good thing it's almost fall. Halloween is almost here. So, yeah. um, you know, I I really went basic on this one. I I just thought an apple would be really good because I was thinking like if you're in a huge apple. And you're like, uh, picture yourself almost as like a worm. You can kind of like burrow through there. First of all, it's really cozy. You're just like up, up in that apple, you know, like being surrounded by the fruit itself, I guess. Uh, 
but the cool part here is like i'm picturing you could kind of like carve out some shit on the inside like you could kind of hollow out a little area for like your living room like you could create rooms inside the apple without ruining the structural integrity of um we'll say the epidermis of the apple god damn it um the outer layer of the i know epidermis. i know what you're saying i know what you're saying so i my first thought was apple like when you were saying this i was like oh i would just like dig out an apple i just feel like it would get insanely sticky it would also probably get not that like, the coconut wouldn't but like i mean it's fruit it's all yeah. probably gonna be pretty sticky but yeah. uh, um to enhance this conversation i just want to make it known that there are 11 very common um, mistakenly vegetables that are actually fruits mm. tomatoes mm. peppers beans pea pods avocados squash zucchini cucumbers olives corn kernels pumpkins and nuts hold up i could what? live in an olive uh, uh, yeah that would I honestly mean, be kind of sick that'd be very sick i might start eating my home this yeah. is delicious it is delicious but like, if I you got like a pitted olive, you would have yeah. like a skylight. Yes! Wow! Wow! That's a genius idea, right? Are you changing like your a answer? Big green olive, and it's kind of thick. It's got like you know, if something like crashes into the outside of it, like a martini skewer or something, right? Like know? a toothpick yeah. or something. It's yeah. not necessarily going to ruin the whole thing. It's just going to go straight. Right. It's just going to go part. through. Yeah, and you're like, okay, I don't love that that's part yeah. of my house now, but I... Yeah. I'll, final answer, pissed. coin flip between a coconut and an olive. I'm going with the olive instead of the apple. Okay. I, think it's, I think it's better. Right. I want I'll skylight. stick with the coconut then. All right, cool. I, I'll stand by my pumpkin. Stance. Okay. That's a good answer. I'm like glad that. we really solved the world's issues today. Yeah, me too. That's good. <laughs> Solving um, world hunger and the world housing well, crisis you know, in started, one fell swoop. I started thinking about James and the Giant Peach, and I was thinking about how crazy it is that that guy just had like a big fruit he could get into. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's kind Pretty of wild. Of that one. It is. Well, if you want to help solve world hunger and world homelessness as well through fruits, just remember that that brainstorm was brought to you by Brackish Life. If you're like us and grew up on the water and outdoors, then Brackish Life is perfect for you. They have a wide selection of gear from UV shirts to hoodies and hats. It's Real Bay Apparel made by Real Bay people. Head to www.brackish.life today to check them out. A little salty, a little fresh Brackish Life. That was fun. That was. Okay, news time? Yeah, let's get into the league news uh, now that we've solved world hunger, obviously. (laughs) Uh, Jonathan Taves, he's considering retirement due to long COVID symptoms. The Hawks allegedly told their captain that they are planning to move on from him this summer. It's been rumored that Taves is obviously contemplating retirement as a result. Really sucks to see this from a guy who's, you know, earned all the respect in the world in terms of what he's accomplished in the league. Three-time Stanley Cup winner, captain of the Chicago Blackhawks. Could go on and on, but um, I wouldn't blame Johnny one bit if he ended up hanging him up after this season. No, and Guy was named captain when he was like 20 years old, too. I think a lot of people forget that, um, that he was one of the that first batch of young ones right after, I think right after Sid got it done and right before Landis Cog got it done. But I think he was the youngest for a while uh, in there. But 
I don't know why. Like, I this guy was like never one of my favorite players. I actually disliked him for the better part of his playing career. Just thought like you know his playing style was annoying because he would always torment the Caps. But I'm not gonna lie, I'd be really upset if he played for another team that wasn't the Blackhawks. Like, I feel like this guy is absolutely someone that should retire a Blackhawk. It just sucks that like the end of this amazing career is going this way for him. So you just you really feel for the guy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he is the Chicago Blackhawks, as far as I'm concerned. Like, absolutely. You, think, you, you think of the logo and you think Jonathan Taves. Would love to hear uh, our intern Jackson's thoughts on True. this sometime in the future, too. Yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll get him on a future recording. He's been extremely busy with the uh, basketball season going on. Also, shout out to him. Um, I know we tweeted the link for his uh, his Marquette radio announcing. He was phenomenal. So, Jay, if you're listening, really, uh, really good job. Big things ahead for that kid. That's for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's um, just, it's just amazing when you look at someone that's younger than you, that's just so much more talented in every aspect of life. Isn't it fellas? <laughs> it was funny when we went yeah. to max beer league and he introed us like to do like the funny, like skit, like as if it was like a pregame right. show and he started and I was just like, Oh shit. Like that was real. Like, I think I need to kind of take this seriously for a second. Yeah, like, we that were was like, really Oh good. crap. We might want to, you know, try. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was funny. Um, all right, moving on. Sidney Crosby has registered his 18th point per game season of his career. Only Wayne Gretzky now has more at 19. Not going to make the playoffs. So nobody cares. Who cares? I don't care. So really confirmed, don't. not making the playoffs, not making the playoffs. If I had to, I, I was actually contemplating betting the Avs tonight to try to jinx them into it, but I don't think that would work. If they lose tonight, I'll do it for the Stars tomorrow, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> um, draft lottery. That'll be on May 8th. The draft will be on June 28th and 29th. So on May 8th, we will figure out if Connor Bedard ruins the Metro division and becomes a Columbus Blue Jacket for the rest of time, or if he's going to go out west. For Nick's San Jose Sharks, we'll see what happens. I just want it for the jersey alone at this point, boys. Like, yeah, I would honestly like if he went to the Sharks, I would consider buying a real one too. Oh, a Fanatics jersey? Yeah. Oh, which which we'll which we'll get to, and I have many many things to say about, but I think we're gonna have plenty of clips from the uh, the discussion segment of that. We'll we'll get there in about five ten minutes. Give us a second. Um, Connor McDavid, the first player since 1995 and 1996 when Yager and Lemieux did this to reach 130 points in a single season. Uh, he is 14 points away currently from hitting 150 points. Should he do that, he will be only the fifth player ever to get 150 points in a season. That's insane. Weekly segment. Yeah, we do. We do it all. I feel like we do this every week. Yeah, we do. Dude, it's literally it's, it's like the Connor convert Connor Connor and Ovi show. It's like what milestones did they hit this week? And I know yeah. we're going to get to the other two in a little yep. bit, but it's yep. literally like it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Ovi, I mean, you just alluded to it. Yeah, uh, he's made NHL history. He became the first player to ever put up 13 seasons with 40 or more goals. Pretty damn impressive. It's just. At this point, you got to rename the trophy, right? They really should. The Rocket Richard. Only two guys have won the Rocket Richard more than six times, and Ovi's got nine of them. Yeah. 
That's I, crazy. I would definitely say that if they need to rename it, or they should have a trophy named after him of some sort. I don't know what it yeah. is, but maybe they have like a power play goal one if they don't want to rename this for some stupid reason. We'll see. Yeah. Oh, it would cause massive problems if they oh, tried to yeah. rename this thing. But mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, I could see a lot of upset on that. But yeah. Uh, all right. The Arizona Coyotes. This one's pretty cool. They signed Josh Doan to a three year entry level contract. Um, he's the son of Shane Doan coming full circle as Shane Doan was the captain for the uh, Coyotes. And then his son played at Arizona State. So he's currently going to stay at the same arena that he's been playing at for the last couple of seasons. So. Is uh is Shane involved with the with the Yotes at all? I think I, like, yeah, he's heavily, in development. Heavily involved would be a, a good way that's, to put that's it. That's what I thought. I, I couldn't remember like <laughs> what his position was, but I was pretty sure he's like works for the team. I yeah. think he's and in I, player I, development or something like mm-hmm. that. From what I understand it, or at least from what I've seen, I don't know exactly the extent of his involvement, but he seems very involved with that ASU team as well. That's cool. Um, so, yeah, a pretty cool moment for the uh, Coyotes there. Jonathan um, Drouin. Oh, sorry. Put Doan in the hall, right? Uh, yeah, I would say Shane, so. Yeah. Shane Doan? Yeah. Mm, no? I don't know, man. Well, I mean, he never really – he's a good – this is – I love this debate. What is a hall of favor? Like, right. He never won. The dude went to the conference finals once. He never won a cup. Yeah. He's never won an individual award. I mean, he never put up like, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't even think he ever got a 40-goal season. I'm not saying he was a bad player by any means, but there's always that argument that I see now. He'd play over 1,500 NHL games. Yeah. No, I get that, but like, I don't know. What do you got? You you guys seem like there's no doubt. I say yes. Just 1,540 because... NHL games, 972 points. Uh, almost as many penalty minutes as games in the NHL. How many – do you have his season by season up? Mm-hmm. What's the most amount of goals he got in a season? I'd, I'd be curious to hear that. Take a guess. Let's see how close you are. Oh, my God. Oh, wait. That's not the NHL. Okay, here we go. I'm going to say his high was, I feel like maybe like 37. I'm going to go 40. I feel like he got to 40 at least once. So he, with the Yotes in 0809, he had, he played every game, 82 games. He had 31 goals. That was his most goals in one season. Wow. But he did have 42 assists that year as well. His most points in one season in the NHL was the year before that 28 goals, 50 assists for 78 points. Interesting. I mean, I don't know. I great player, but I'm a little hall of very good for you. Hall of very good. Hall of very good. I can live with it. It's a toss up for sure, but it, 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 it is an interesting debate because it's like, he was so consistently multiple gold medals though. Right. Like, um yeah 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 bro my um, have gold medals with canada <laughs> he's got so true. let's see yeah that's true um especially back then i mean he got one in the world cup of hockey in 04 okay um and then i think olympics i don't in, know this uh, is the- he had to be 06 right yeah. Uh, but they didn't win gold yes. that year. That was Sweden. Uh, yeah, they didn't. They didn't win that year. That was Lundqvist's actually year. they did that's bad right. that year. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. Didn't they like not even medal that Seven, year? Seventh. Yeah. Oh. Oh my god. Never mind. What was I talking about? Hall of Fame? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's a great, uh, great question. Is Shane Doan a Hall of Famer? Would love to hear some feedback on that one. He, yeah. Um, he did play playoff stats, 55 playoff games in the NHL, uh, 28 points across those games. 85 he played 55 minutes. playoff games with the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, yeah. Yep, I mean, wow. he, well, don't forget though the Jets. In no, like, I know he was there for a little bit with the Jets, right? Not, but only that's only accounts for one year. Ninety five, ninety six was the only year that he played Winnipeg Jets playoff hockey. Okay, and that was only six games. So I mean, wow, half of that fifty whatever number you just said was that that was conference that conference final, final run. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Wow, I embrace debate. I love that one. That's uh, <laughs> that's good stuff. Uh, Jonathan Druin, who has one goal and 26 points in 46 games this season, was benched for the entire game on Saturday after his coach revealed he missed a team meeting, calling his behavior non-negotiable. Marty St. Louis does not fuck around. I know that. No, apparently he was two minutes late and was, I think he was like the first player ever to be on the bench, but basically just not touch the ice for the entirety of the game. Marty sending a message. I yeah. mean, Habs aren't in playoff position. He hasn't been having a great year, so we know how that's going to go. But no, it's just it, it begs the question: like, what the heck is going on with this guy? I know there's been some off ice issues. I know there's been some personal issues, but this guy was drafted third overall after Nathan McKinnon and Seth Jones in what was that twenty thirteen? Thirteen, yes, sir. Um, he outpaced McKinnon in points in junior. Like, I mean, this is just. Uh, you feel bad for the guy. If it wasn't going to work in Tampa, I feel like it wasn't going to work anywhere. That was no, and, and that Sergachev trade looks better every day, doesn't it? Oh, I forgot that's who it was for. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What a steal. Um, Connor Bedard, again, weekly segment. He scored 70 goals in the WHL, becoming the third 17-year-old ever to do so. I saw something on Instagram, and I'm going to butcher this, but it was like, most goals by a player in their draft eligible year or something. And he had more than like McDavid, Crosby, Tavares, like everybody, like the yeah. whole fucking like a squad gang that you would think of. Yeah. And I feel like it's because most of that, like repertoire that you're thinking of, like the McDavid, Tavares, whoever else, they did it the year that they were drafted, if not the year they were drafted afterwards. And yeah. that's why Bedard is so far ahead, but it just says how good this kid is. I mean, they're already saying like there's comments on like Twitter and YouTube, like how long until he's better than Connor McDavid? I'm like, he hasn't even been drafted. We don't even know the lottery. Right. Yet. Like, <laughs> you know, like chill the kid out. Did you see the shit where his mom was like, people were like stalking their house? Yeah. Um, that's crazy. I mean, I, I think I sent that to you guys in our, um, in our group chat, but like, it's just, it's sad that like people are that crazy about literally a child. Like technically he is still a child. Like just let him be a kid. You know, he hasn't I, even been able to drive for 12 months. No. Um, <laughs> like the guy can't legally buy beer in Canada. You know, spoiler alert, people are buying beer for him, but like he can't buy beer in Canada at this point. He can't buy a, a lipper skipper down in the States. He can't. No, not at all. He's literally a child. Yeah. Wow. Nick, you just exploded my brain. It's like, I mean, it's just, it goes down to the whole, like we've talked about like the, the way that like the Canadian media is with pressure, but just like pressure on, you know, up and coming teens and sports in general, you know, we deal with this in the States when it comes to, you know, 
uh, kids coming out of college playing basketball. It's just like, you know, they're, they're young. So just let them live their lives. I don't know why you have to stalk them and try and climb into their backyard or some of the shit that his mom was saying, but it's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, All right. Morgan Miller, if you're listening, you're going to love this one. Jonathan quick has moved into second place, all time wins list for American born goalie with 375 wins. Quick only needs 16 more wins to pass Ryan Miller, who currently holds the record. I do think it's worth mentioning he has been very, very, very good since the trade, and the Vegas Golden Knights are very, very, very hot right now. It's also crazy that uh, Quick will only pass <clears throat> that record if he does not decide to hang him up at the end Correct. of the Correct. That's the only way. Yeah, I mean, what do you guys think? You think he will? I think he'll do one more year. Yeah, probably, if anything, just out of spite, like, yeah, now at this point. Um, I think it's worth mentioning in his last five games, he's four and one, which is good. Um, he has a average save percentage of <laughs> 931, which is insane. And he has a shutout in that span, and he's the hottest goalie in the league in his last five starts. So, yeah. Vegas is he's damn damn good too like if he goes down in history as the greatest American or the winningest American goalie of all time I have no problems with that you think he's the greatest American goalie of all time if he breaks it I don't know if he's the Uh, greatest in terms of like talent but might have the most yeah I'd have to agree with Mac who do you think the most talented would be could be Ryan Miller yeah 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 I could see that was uh was Richter um American? He was. Yeah. He's gotta but, be up. Yeah, and everyone always says Mike Richter. And sorry, every Rangers fan always says yeah. Mike Richter, but um let's look at sample size and Richter didn't play that long. How long did I can't even uh I can't even really remember. Yeah, this uh this list now right here. I will say this when he was on his game like when the Rangers were winning that cup or whenever that was, there was no one better. Like Mm. one-on-one, he stopped Pavel Burry on that penalty shot in the Stanley Cup final. Doesn't get much better than that, so. Yeah, do agree with that. Um, All right, let's move on to the discussion portion here. Uh, We chatted a little bit about Calgary Flames with Rick, but we will – We'll tackle it here. Nick, I know you want to talk about the Flames here real quick. Yeah, just to kick off our discussion segment for this week, uh, I want to talk about the Calgary Flames. So, boys, I'm just going to run through some numbers here for you. So, the Calgary Flames this season have 41 games decided by one goal. That is the most in the National Hockey League. They have 26 losses in one-goal games. That's the most in the National Hockey League. They have 15 overtime or shootout losses. That's the most in the National Hockey League. Tied for the most with the Sharks. Tied for the most. Thank you. They have 77 posts hit. That's the most in the NHL. They have zero third period comeback wins. That's the fewest in the NHL. And then they have, ready for this, this is the kicker, 21 losses when out shooting their opponents by 10 or more, which is the most in NHL history. So before they recover from all this, 
they're probably going to need some help from our friends at Kane Footwear because Kane makes the Kane <laughs> Revive, which is made with bounce back foam made from sugar cane. It's good for you. It's good for the environment. Head to the link in our bio to check out the most comfortable pair of shoes you will ever own today. My question to you guys is what in the hell is going on with this hockey team? This was a team that made these big moves in the offseason. And I know we talked about this with Rick, but like, oh my goodness. I think we had a little bit bigger expectations for them this season. I think going into the season, we had them winning the division at one point, at least one of us did. Yeah. I mean, you look at the Pacific, like Seattle kind of came out of nowhere. LA is playing a lot better than I think everybody thought. Um, you know, you, you kind of think Calgary Edmonton go hand in hand and that's just not been the case this season. One guy whose name I literally haven't heard all year, Nazem Kadri, like yep. the big free agent guy that they got, you know, they get the the Hubie Kachuk swap, but then when they lose Johnny G, they bring in the grit with Kadri. Haven't really heard his name too much. Markstrom has struggled most of the year. He's played better as of late, but hasn't really been there all year. I don't know. I just, so, something's off. And I, I feel like I've been seeing a bunch of shit on Twitter about uh, Sutter maybe getting the shit can after this season. I think it's time. I think, you know, kind of like how it was time for Babcock in Detroit. It's just time to move on here. Also, a weird bet that I've been seeing a lot of people take. Take the goalie over saves total when they play the Calgary Flames because they yeah. shoot the puck like you just mentioned a fuck ton. So, like, you get the Ducks versus the Flames. You hammer John Gibson over 29 and a half saves or whatever. Yep. little tidbit there. I just, like, I... The couple impressions I've gotten from this team whenever I watch their games, when are like whenever I'm up late, is they just can't finish. Yeah. Like it, it's it's all build up and it's no, you know, climax for lack of a better term. But like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. They gotta no, figure something out for next year. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I, I would think we see something different behind the bench. Uh, what were your thoughts on the JJ Watt uh, hockey being expensive comments? I saw that he put something out on Twitter. Harry, did you see this? Yeah. So for those who aren't on Twitter, or don't know, uh, there was a guy who was um, tweeting at JJ Watt because he's obviously playing beer league now that he's retired. He used to play hockey back in high school. He's from Wisconsin, whatever. Um, this guy tweeted at him and said, my great uncle coached you and your brother in hockey back in the day said you both easily could have gone pro but your mom thought football was safer to which jj replied safer no cheaper yes biggest barrier to entry for hockey is the expense associated with it soccer is the world's most popular sport in large part because all you need is a ball hockey equipment is expensive kids constantly grow out of sizes ice time is scarce etc they fix that they fix the sport i thought that was a phenomenal take and I know that, like, we all know this already, but, dude, if you play competitive level hockey, you're easily spending at least between team fees, tryouts, travel, equipment. You're probably spending at least $8,000 a year. I'm not, like, to put it. Number in my head was ten grand. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking. Even now, it's, like, how crazy expensive it is to be good at travel hockey where you need to have the it's like it's not optional like you need, you need a power skating coach you power need, skating like, coach skills yeah. coach stick handling coach like, one-on-one like coach ice time yeah. like you can still make it if you don't do that but you're gonna have to be like connor bedard out of the box to make it to do that i feel yeah. like you know most of that 
that stuff you're going to have to have if you want a fighting chance to either go D1 or play in the NHL at this point. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just crazy. Like, think of how many good athletes exist that, you know, don't have parents that can afford 10 grand a year that could probably be sick at hockey and, you know, change the sport, but you just can't do that. Like... Or it's, it's 10 grand a year. And then there's the fact that you're probably in middle school. So those size, whatever skates you got in sixth grade aren't going to fit in six months anyways. And right. those pads aren't going to fit in 12 months. And, you know, if you're doing well enough, you're probably going to either have to go play at some prep school or at some travel team. And like, it just snowballs from there. Yeah. I feel like the equipment alone is at least like, assuming you get like, even if you get like top of the line shit, like Dude, you're spending probably twenty five hundred to three grand on. I mean, on what the top alone. end sticks are? What like four hundred bucks now? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's just uh, it's pretty good observation by JJ. I guess the only thing, like the only thought I have is like, how do you make ice time cheaper? Like, I feel like that's the big thing here, right? Like, and like the thing is, it's like you just can't unless you have more rinks everywhere, or people start giving away ice time for free, and yeah, neither of those are going to happen overnight. I just I feel like that's what does it like that's what drives up like, you know, all the fees to like join the teams and stuff is like they got to have practices, which means they got to have ice time and they got to have games, which means they have ice time and you got to have, you know, now that some of them probably have like free skates or skill sessions, which is more ice time. It's like you or your ice times ice time. at four in the morning or 11 at night. Like it's. Yeah. Yeah. Hence beer league schedules. If you uh, ever yeah. wonder why they're like that. So just some interesting comments from uh, JJ Watt. It's actually a pretty good follow on Twitter, by the way. He comments on all sports. He was talking about Trout versus Otani last night, which was awesome. ESPN looks like fucking idiots saying that the World Baseball Classic doesn't matter. I'm sure Mac was fired up about that one. Oh, yeah. I watched that whole game yesterday from first inning to ninth inning. Amazing game of baseball. What a stupid comment. Like, I hate – I'm actually not going to name the show. I'm not going to name the host who said all this stuff. Because they don't deserve the recognition, and they're just—I'd be fueling what, what they're they trying want. to do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm not going to name it, but ESPN sucks, and that's all losers. Losers. Yeah. It's the that's same all. show that was trashing the NHL like two weeks ago. So, yeah, exactly. Um, all right, I love this one, Jordan Bennington uh, meltdown. We all know uh, how Bennington gets when he gets a little angry. Last Saturday, Blues blew like what a four-two lead to the Wild, or. Something like that. And in the third period, the Wild take a 5-4 lead. I can't remember who it was, but a player in the Wild kind of bumped Hartman. Binner. Hartman, of course, that makes sense now. Hartman kind of bumped Binner on his way to the celebration. Binner loses his mind. This went all over Twitter and the internet. Flower comes out of the cage for the Wild, all the way down the ice, drops the helmet, tells the ref to let him go. He was mic'd up. They released the whole clip and everything. He's like, he always does this. Why don't you just let me fight him? Ref is like holding him back. We couldn't get a goalie fight, but uh, Bennington was suspended for two games as a result. Thoughts on this? This has been a strong Bennington uh, opinion podcast over the years. Well, I ran into one of my diehard Minnesota Wild uh, fan buddies at a bar shortly after this happened, and um, he was he was going off on how he wishes that he that Flurry would have had the chance to tune him up. I'm not sure that's how that would have gone. If I if, don't, th uh, I don't think so. To be if honest, that's man. how yeah. if if that was allowed. But um, I know Flower liked to fight in junior, but I don't, yeah. I don't know about that one, buddy. Yeah, but uh, no, I mean it would have been fun to see that game was absolutely crazy in and of its like without that even. So yeah, 
Uh, yeah, it was a great game. I'm fine with the two games here, guys, because at this point, what the hell is he even doing? Can you hear me out on this though? I'm like I, I get I it. Like, I think and I like don't Bennington. get me wrong; it's very entertaining. <laughs> but like, it would be a lot more entertaining if he was a likable human being, which to me he's not. But is he not a likable human being because he's like this? Like, is that? No, and everyone's like, like you know, when people ask me, like, why don't you like Jordan Bennington? He worked so hard to get to where he is. I'm like, yeah, like his cup, like come up story was great i'm like then he just kind of like stopped stopping the puck and started acting like an asshole so i think that's where i just stand on this so um i think i like him it's like you know if like (laughs) like patrick waugh when he was doing this with like you know ads red wings where he was like skating out to center ice to try and beat up chris osgood he was still stopping everything that came at him i'm kind of with nick here it'd be a lot cooler if he was actually like good good. yeah (laughs) Um, because it's I, it's it's like you're just like ignoring your job to try and beat people up. He's kind of <laughs> just like making things worse. Honestly, I mean, yeah, that I, or he, the Blues he, told him to do this. I was gonna say, I mean, it kind of fits right in with like the Blues brand of hockey. It kind of makes sense, but I I just like how he doesn't deviate from what he does, and no matter how much people tell him or even his coach tells him in in you know press conferences, he's just like, yeah, I'm just gonna fight everybody, and I. I don't know. I mean, it's good for the ratings. This shit went everywhere on the internet. I also like the first thing I thought of when this came up, because I knew we were going to talk about this, and this is going to be like the third or fourth time we have discussed Bennington and his antics this season, is Barube has already called him out for this, and he's yeah. still doing it. So he's basically he's just it. going like this yeah. to <laughs> like management and the front office. So I don't know how it's going to go from here in St. Louis, but We'll I mean, it was it was fun, like watching the videos, like I was saying about Wa or like Hextall doing this when he was playing for the we Flyers. Don't say, we don't say the H word here. And it, he was beating people up. Sorry, that one goalie the Flyers had. Yeah. Uh, but like. If you're doing this all to not win hockey games, then I don't know, it just there's something that's not as exciting about it to me. Yeah, I echo all that. Couldn't have said it better myself. God, he's he I just. It's it's fun. I I don't know. He keeps it fun. I'll give him that. I I would as a teammate, I'd probably hate it because it's like, what the fuck are you doing? But as a fan, I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of for this. We'll see. Um. All right. Last discussion point, and this will probably get a rant incoming from everyone here. The NHL has announced that Fanatics will be the on ice uniform partner after this season. Fanatics and the NHL agreed on a ten year long deal. Where Fanatics will now be the official on ice uniform partner until 2035. That means that Adidas will no longer be the on ice partner for the NHL, which also means the NHL's reverse retro program will come to an end. Uh, per Ali Mergy, Nike did not put in a bid for the jersey rights, they are distancing their brand from hockey and felt that profit margins would not be big enough. Boys, this is uh this is rough. This is bad. Massive L all around. I mean, <laughs> 10 years too, like that is that's really rough. I mean, part of me wants to think like, all right, you know, if uh if they're signing that deal, then hopefully there's something I don't realize, maybe they're going to up the quality, they're going to be better or whatever, but I think 
I think I'm I think I'm wrong. I think I'm being naive to think that. I think that this just boils down to the NHL being a bunch of cheapskates and literally just signing like the cheapest thing they could possibly sign and getting it out of their hair for the next decade. And yeah, it's gonna suck. I I am I correct though that it all of next year is still Adidas, right? And it is. Yeah. This starts oh, okay. um, I apologize. I think this starts 2024, 2025. Yeah. Yep. Um, but Mac, you absolutely nailed it. Pun intended. The NHL is absolutely be, like being complete cheapskates here. Um, yeah, I just I don't understand what you think you're doing. I think it with the Nike thing that just says everything you need to know about the direction that the sport is going right now, despite what ESPN's marketing will tell you, doesn't seem like it's becoming a significant viable option for these big name sports companies to get involved in. And that's, I think the big problem I would love if Nike got back involved in hockey, I still have a Bauer Apollo Nike branded Bauer stick from back in the day. And I love that thing to death, but I just want like a freaking CCM NHL jersey. That's like, the that big would be thing so here. Sick. There like, was one answer everyone sign, wanted. Sign a hockey company. Like, yeah. so, like don't sign a fucking like, people pleasing like, like like customer service company basically yes like, i could live with reebok when you did that way back in the day and yes. i was okay with adidas when you did that yeah and i was like all right you know that's a soccer brand in the, my opinion the adidas but we'll ones at one least slide. looked modern and looked cool and like had a sharp like like kind of like trendy fashion look to them when you buy them as a fan and like wear them you know there's at least some sort of like style to it where it's like fanatics. That's just like a paper thin Jersey. All of them look like the fucking like youth hockey, like decal situation. Yes. I mean, I would hope that there's some like regulation, like, Hey, it has to be embroidered. Hey, you can't make the yellow and the penguins color scheme be orange. Like, Hey, you have to like follow these rules. No, they're going to do it how the teams want them to do it. They're not going to deviate from that, but it's just when you, the problem is when you order one, that's the problem that we're going to have. They're going to, the NHL jerseys are going to be fine. That doesn't really even matter that much. Like, they're gonna make good jerseys for the players. It's but just when the logo you as that's a fan or if you it. think about it. Yeah. Well, so in my opinion, something Adidas did really, really well that Reebok never kind of pursued too hard. They did a great job with alternates. They did a great job with like winter classics. Like I genuinely think they did a great job in general. Reverse retro program. Like so, what yeah. happens? Like how do you what like you can't copycat reverse retro? Like what? That's happens? what I'm saying. Like when I'm talking about this whole like style and fashion thing. I don't know if anybody listening maybe lost me when I was saying that, but like Adidas like actually came helped come up with ideas that like they were thinking of things. You know, they were like, well, what if we like did this reverse retro thing. And like, if you think about some of the ads for that, right? Like, they yeah, got like models and like made it look really cool to like be wearing like jeans and a hockey Jersey. Like you could go out to the bar looking like this and look how cool this guy looks, you know, like they really launched it as like a fashion thing, which was like, you know, like it or don't it, it's a successful marketing strategy and it, it it's, it's thinking of something it's it's yeah. like coming up with an idea to try and grow you know for the league revenue and also 
just grow the game if you think about it because the more people that are wearing hockey jerseys the better it is for the sport yeah i i don't know i don't know, I don't know how it's gonna go but it, it's definitely not the answer that i think the three of us wanted to see for who was going to get this jersey contract i did um, read this from greg washinsky though um apparently fanatics they make the mlb jerseys but Nike pays them to put the Nike branded on it. Like Nike doesn't make it themselves. So if, right. you, if you like the MLB jerseys, they're actually made by fanatics. It just doesn't have their logo on it. Yeah. Kind of weird. It's a little more encouraging. I do have a few MLB real jerseys that are, that are like new enough to probably be fanatics and they're not, they're not bad. I have um my reverse retro caps is actually a fanatics breakaway Jersey and mm-hmm. it came out flawless of course but yeah um i i just i think it'll we'll just see be we can bit... criticize as much as we want yeah. we won't know until we see so yeah um yeah. and maybe we should actually buy one instead of buying them from china but <laughs> <laughs> we'll try it once and if yeah. it's not good then i'm yeah. right back i'm sending it back yeah 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 um all righty well that will wrap it up for our discussion segment we are going to move on to our interview with rick rally want to thank him once again for coming on uh, the most frequent guest in podcast history. So that's definitely uh, worth tipping your cap to. So without further ado, we're going to toss it off to Rick Rowley right now. All right, let's go. Woo! <laughs> All righty, everyone. It's now my pleasure to welcome back on for his record-setting fourth time on the Empty Betters podcast, Mr. Rick Rowley, all the way from Toronto. What's going on, buddy? How are you? What's up, boys? It's an honor to be fucking... Most selected guest here all time for the empty betters, boys. Yeah, you're like the Gretz for, uh, you know, guest appearances on the show. So never in bad company when you're up there. Yeah, fucking rights, man. I'm horned up right now. <laughs> so what's what's been going on with you lately, man? You know, we know you're always busy. You know, how's the stand up yeah. comedy going? What, what's uh, what's the 411? Yeah, it's good, man. I, I um been di- like back in the stand up a little bit. I took a bit of a hiatus because. I just wanted to come home every night and just fucking watch hockey and make content. So I was getting, if I, if I go out to a show, then I missed the games. I was having more fun just, just uh, watching games and making videos than going out there and telling dick jokes or anything <laughs> like that. So um, I got back onto like, just to see if I could still go. And I was in McJesus's uh, hometown new market he's just a little north of toronto i asked anyone there if they seen mcgee's before a few guys said they they seen him and uh i did 30 minutes on stage so i still wanted to see if i if i got it yeah so i got some big shows coming up and other than that man i'm just i'm not gonna lie i'm i'm fucking nervous about next month man the playoffs it always it always starts creeping up and then I, i don't know man freaking out well, let's. You want to just hop right into the Leafs talk? I mean, you know, we said before the episode we'll talk some East playoffs, so let's do it. I mean, I would say, and you tell me if you disagree. I would say it's almost set in stone that you guys are going to have a rematch with the Tampa Bay Lightning. What are your Boys, thoughts? It's been, it's been determined since fucking American Thanksgiving, <laughs> pretty much. I mean, like we've known this, we've known this playoff series is going to happen since we got fucking eliminated from them last year. You know, it's just how the universe unfolds and i don't know i mean 
Yeah, at this point, they're just playing for for home ice, so it doesn't really look like anything's anything's gonna gonna change. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I I understand going out there and trying to get a little, you know, a little meaner. You know, they want some guys that could like whip their dick around a little bit, and those are the kinds of guys you're gonna need against uh, Tampa Bay and Boston. But I don't know, boys. It's like uh, I'm I'm getting ready for for something either special happening or I'm getting ready for a complete meltdown, which is like tear it all to smithereens. Make <laughs> yeah, I was sense. gonna like, ask, like, where's the panic index right now? Like, one <laughs> being like, let's blow this thing up. Ten being like, to yeah. quote your own video, plan the parade. Like, it's already yeah. over. Um, where are you on that spectrum? Well, see, we have. This year's a little different because there's a deadline now. It's it's before it was kind of like, okay, these these young kids are they're still trying to find their way, right? Michael Jordan, it took him fucking a few years to get the do- like that's everyone was doing that. That's why I didn't like when that fucking documentary came out right after the Leafs got beaten out. Yeah. And the fucking and I was like, now they're gonna be comparing the Leafs to this like year after year. So you know, the consensus was all all great things take time, but now we got a deadline because as of July first, Poppy Chulo can sign his contract extension. So you you got to ask yourself if it's what's boys. I lost track. I don't. Is it six fucking straight first round exits? I'm even I forgetting so. now. We'll roll with that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. No so playoff get, series win since 02, correct? 04. 04, okay. Yeah, yeah, I was I was right when I was uh right when I hit puberty it was back in 2004. It's when I peaked, boys. So, yeah, you got Washington, fucking Boston, Boston, Columbus, Montreal, Tampa. So this would be seven straight and you got to ask oh yourself God. what incentive would would there be for him to to resign? What everyone's going to say because it's because it's Toronto. Well, if he wants to win a Stanley Cup, then he knows it ain't going to fucking happen here. So now it's a little different where it's like, we can't really fuck around anymore. This is sort of like we've exhausted all opportunities to do that. And short of going on a run, like I don't even think anyone would be satisfied at this point by winning a round. It's got to be all or nothing. So yeah, I would say the pressure's up there. Um, but I'm kind of like sitting there being like, I'm I'm watching this, man. I'm kind of enjoying it. I'm like, you know what? If we also fucking have to burn it all to the ground, it might not be the worst thing in the world. You know? Yeah, Teams I mean. Turn contenders really fucking quick. And it's like, maybe you just never got it done with these guys. Maybe, maybe that's just something we're going to have to live with. I've already started preparing for it, boys. I don't <laughs> know if that's throwing in the towel. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, it's it's taking care of your mental health as a Leafs yeah. fan. So we understand that. Oh, it's it's been it's been so many, and I used to like I would do the whole standard where it's like I get kind of like wrenched and get a little <laughs> and and then <laughs> occasionally there's like a sad tug here and there. But I was just like, you know what, like <laughs> I, I'm just gonna try to get over this like a lot quicker this time and just be like, it's fucking done. Like most of these guys, I'm older than. You know, like yeah, I I should be focused on 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 my life and not so pissy with this. I don't know, but then there's the other part of me that's no matter what, I'm gonna always care. So got to live with that. 
where we stand on the goalies right now, because I know Samsonov has had had some pretty bright moments this season, but he just had maybe one of his worst games of the year. And now I think I heard he's he's stepping away because his wife's having a kid or something like that. Or yeah, yeah, I think in Toronto he knocked up a girl or something like that. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. With all due respect, I think he'd been he'd been with her. So last night, I don't know what the fuck that was like. Like the, he he couldn't save a fucking PDF last night, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I was like watching. I was like, "What what's going on here?" Like, mind you, there was a it was a lot of turnovers and shit. But yeah, he just got lit the fuck up. So what? I guess the redeemable would quality would be like if if you're gonna see Edmonton or Colorado, Colorado going to run. They got Gorgiev, which no disrespect, but I don't think a lot of people would would see him as a playoff starter. Stuart Skinner's gonna have to get the job done for for the oil. Um, and, and you see how I, high offense it is now. It's that there's not as many teams that I think has a tenny that can steal a series for you. Although the the who we're playing in the first round is one of those tendies. Yes, <laughs> Vasilevsky. But but the point is that I think. As the game gets more offensive, it's less about a goal. Like it's so yes, in in theory, I am nervous about it because I don't even know. Like I think he has a fucking terrible record in the playoffs. If oh, I'm not Sammy, yeah, <laughs> can confirm. Yeah, your guy's goalie. Yep. Yeah, yeah, he's dust in the playoffs. Right? It's a small sample size. But it's yeah. not good. Yeah, I think that's why. Because I heard that a little bit. Some of the the Washington Capitals were kind of bullying him. I don't know if I, if I heard that right. And it must've been because he, he couldn't make a fucking save. I don't know. That <laughs> dropping the stick, it all added up. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I like what he's done this year though. He's definitely su- surprised. I think a lot of, a lot of people and, and he, he took that job from Matt Murray, but I don't, it, it just like the Leafs season, it means nothing until the playoffs start. And right. That's what I'll say about that. I, I mean, they went out and got enough fucking pieces. So it's like at this point, you got to try to f- figure something out. Yeah. How do you uh, feel about um, the deadline moves? I mean, the big one's going to be obviously Ryan O'Reilly, um, obviously yeah. hurt right now. But with what they did at the deadline, are, are you happy with it? Or do you think they missed out on a couple other pieces? Um. What's, see, I the thing is, is about like I'm more of a believer in quality over quantity and it seemed like a lot of pieces um at once and originally i had my my issues with that the boys had i i messaged the boys over at missing curfew and they addressed it to me on the uh, for me on the pod and basically just said i mean they were national leaguers and they just said like fuck it when you've lost six times in a row like who cares about the chemistry i don't like the idea that it was so like my whole thinking is why didn't you do this shit sooner? Like you could have added a Ryan O'Reilly piece. Like I know he wasn't for sale until this year, but you could right. have gone someone like him a year ago and then keep, keep working with it. But to just go kind of balls in like this, just seemed like a lot at once. And I don't like the fact that they have like fucking 11 defensemen now. Like it's like Christ almighty. Like they have so many and like every game, there's like a new fucking parry. I, I wish they would just sit Justin Hall for good. Like I wish this guy, would fucking go get his forklift license or something like that and step away from hockey. But <laughs> they're rotating defensemen every every game now, and they're all getting a new fucking partner. And it's like, I don't understand this. Like, you made these moves way before the deadline to try 
and get the chemistry. But now it's like at the, no one's safe in, yeah. in, in that. And I don't I think it's playing weird mind games with them. So to answer your question, I, I think it was a it was a lot to like digest like all the moves and I, and I don't really know until it comes playoff time. I like the idea of getting more piss and vinegar, but he could have done this years ago, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the thoughts on the Sandine deal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you guys must be happy about that. All I hear about on Twitter now, and I don't know if they manipulate it based on what you, like I'm assuming the algorithms there, but I'm just seeing constant, like are like people tweeting now about how much of a dumbass Dubis is for train Rasmus Sandy. He's got like what, like fucking ten points for you guys. I thought that was a great deal for both teams, to be honest. Yeah, he, yeah. He but... has had a strong start, like numbers wise. Although I did see something the other day that says like since joining the Capitals, he's like minus eleven or something like that, which yeah. is way way more a testament to how shitty our team is right now than anything else. But yeah, I guess yeah, yeah. that's like the one downside you could point out so far, but right, right. No, and no disrespect to the, to the caps, you boys, right? You guys have fucking seen more mugs lifted than me. So, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is that everyone was talking about, Oh yeah. Sandine played like fucking 30 minutes. And I was like, yeah. Cause like their D fucking sucks. Yeah. yeah there's no, no one else one. there. I mean, John Carlson yeah, like, literally broke his face. So right. we, ha- we have like no one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I knew, I knew Carlson and, and I actually like, I, I, I didn't mind the Jensen and, and Van Riedensteig deals, but, but it was like, of course he's going to be playing that much time when you're, you're missing half your fucking decor. They just traded yes. Orlov. And I was yeah, like, yeah. exactly. So it's like, yeah, you might've scored like, like had a three point night, but you were also like in for like fucking like eight goals against. And it's like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I, but- I saw somebody comparing it to when the Capitals had to get rid of uh Jonas Siegenthaler. And before that, Nate Schmidt, it's super similar. It's like a guy that yeah. was more than capable of being like a number one D pair guy. Right. It just wasn't room for him to do so on his current team. So needed to go yeah. somewhere else. And it's like, everyone's shocked. When all of a sudden they're like, oh, my God, Nate Schmidt's sweet in Vegas or like Siegenthaler yeah. is sick in New Jersey. It's like, well, yeah, like you said, of course he is because yeah, suddenly he's the best defenseman on that team. Oh, and and, and that's just it is that if, if you're looking at Rasmus Sandin as a long term investment, like a long term player for the Washington Capitals. Sure, enjoy enjoy the fucking twenty games you got him after the deadline. But hey, if he signs an eight year extension in two years, because I think he's an RFA. He signed a two-year bridge with the with the Leafs. You're gonna have him around for another eight years, and let's let's see at the end of that if if Caps fans are fucking exhausted. And right. it's a, so it's looking it's looking good from right now. I don't have doubt though. Like he looks like he has potential to be, you know, potential fucking first first line defenseman for the Caps. It's looking good so far. Yeah, and in that situation for 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 Doobie, not so much. But again, it's like what were we gonna do? And he just wanted way too much. <laughs> ice time and i think he fucked up over the over the summer because lily pad timothy Lilgren, for the case you boys didn't know yeah he 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 shut the fuck up he took his two-year bridge deal but sandine he he was like trying to like like he held out a little bit he went up apparently went up to the mountains and did fucking zoomers up there during his contract negotiations and then he came (laughs) back and then he just signed 
at the same extension as Lily Pad anyway. So I think he got a little greedy. Like he was like, Oh, I want more playing time. And I just think it wasn't going to work out with them. So yeah, I I'm happy for you guys, but you know, hopefully we fucking lay this fucker out. next time. <laughs> Speaking of contract holdouts, a guy who was on the Leafs that did that, if I'm not mistaken, was Willie Styles back in what, like two, three years ago, there was a bunch of contract disputes. Yeah. And he has been probably your best player this season, I would say. What have your thoughts been on him so far? Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's really uh, impressed. And that was, um, you know, he was – the young guys, they, they just squeezed us, like, for everything, right? They got paid. But I think the thing about Willie is that he was a bit of a, a bit of a floater. Mind you, he's in a little bit of a shit slide right now. But he had a tendency to be a bit of a floater. I don't know. It's – I think his die was the same way I heard, like a little bit kind of soft around the edges, but he's really improved like his overall um, game. And I think if anything, like him and Mitch, have stepped up like way above expectations compared to Austin Matthews, because I mean, naturally the spotlight's going to be on, on Poppy, like winning the heart, you know, the way he did. 60 rips last year like that happens like every 10 years although it's probably going to happen again this year but the point is it was like unheard of and i think i think um you know him kind of offensively at least taking the step back that he did these boys really came up and and um you know started doing some major thumping so i i like i like willie styles i like you know the season he's having but again you know i want to see him Every every night be you know a, a threat like the the best Maple Leaf out there the same way as like Mitchie Marner and I you you're gonna look at those guys to to win you the big games in the playoffs it's not gonna be you know fucking Noel Achari no disrespect right <laughs> yeah yeah no I hear you um, talk about East playoff rates just a little bit other than the, uh, the Leafs. Who's a, who's a dark horse that you kind of like that maybe nobody's talking about either out East or out West. Um, Yeah. I, I was speaking of that with, with my brother a few weeks ago uh, in the West. I really like the, I would say the Oilers just because of the fact that um, I, I just think that, that, that the West is so wide open and the way that McJesus is able to fucking, like completely like come in there and and you know fucking just win you games no matter what i i like their chances there but i guess if we're focusing more on these you boys are more of a metro the metro crowd right a little bit yeah yeah, yeah our yeah, audience yeah. leans that way although i like you're in the uh we're trying to get more more west takes we've been having uh one of my buddies who's a diehard kings fan come on a lot recently and uh oh, he's sick. he's real big on how the kings are a sleeper team which we'll see I, about but it's not a bad it's not a bad take and them in colorado you just can't you just can't rule out colorado like yeah. landy's getting healthy and i think them coming in with what they were able to do last year so i would say if you're looking at the West, there's maybe three teams to me that I think have a legitimate shot of coming out of there. And I, and honestly, I don't even, I wouldn't even necessarily say Dallas or Vegas is no disrespect, but I would say that the scary teams out there would be Colorado, Edmonton for me. And I, I would, I would probably throw the Kings up there now in, in the East, I would have said Carolina until the Svetch thing. It's such a deal breaker. Mm. And I'm it, surprised more people aren't like freaking out about it. It seems like it's still getting like 
not yeah. enough attention as it should be. Cause to me, it feels like it's like over for that. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah. It 100%. I mean, like it's so shitty because I think, I think their GM fucked up a little bit. Like I, like, I think the fact that they, like they were right up there and all those teams were fucking pissing away first round picks. And it's like, you hate to be like the, like the follower, but you kind of have to do the same as every, everybody else. And I think they just, I don't, for whatever reason, I don't know if like, I mean, maybe you boys would be able to help me out better at this. I don't know if not North Carolina isn't exactly like a hockey hobby. Is it, is it a nice place to visit? I don't fucking, it's not Columbus. I mean, I was just there for that freaking atrocious caps canes outdoor game. And, uh, Oh, I, you were there. Yeah. I mean, North Carolina has some decent places to go, but specifically Raleigh, I would say there's really not much going on. It's it's okay. Right. Right. Cause it's not Charlotte. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Like, or like Wilmington. There's a lot of yeah. cooler spots in North Carolina, but for the most part, Raleigh was kind of underwhelming. There's like a pretty tiny downtown area and not okay. much else. So it reminds me, it would probably be like the size of like fucking Ottawa where it's like just over a mill. It's like, it's not really humming. Like you probably would want to it's go to definitely like, not like the big city for that state. Like that's definitely right, Charlotte. Okay. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So so yeah, that makes I don't know if like a lot of like I don't know where Carolina is if they fucking uh are like on a lot of teams no trades. I know that like Columbus, <laughs> but you know, from what I hear, Columbus is a fucking shit stain of the mid of the Midwest. I don't know. But anyways, yes. So I think they fucked up by by not going out there, number one to to get somebody replace patches, that was the first one. Yeah, and 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 then now it's it's fetch, and you just look at those guys. I mean, they score like what is it? You boys are probably better at number crunch than me. Probably like half a goal a game each of them. Right. So you yeah. add that together, you just lost one f- full fucking goal. Yeah, yeah, a goal that could change a game and and a series. So I would say that. That was my team, like going. I was like, if there's a team that could take out the Bruins, I think it would be them. And that, and that was just a personal thing. Um, so I would. I also like the Rags chances. I don't know how you boys feel about that, but it they've been playing some real good hockey lately, and just the veteran presence out there, like both those guys that they acquired one mugs before. Um, I'm, I'm undecided on that jury's still out for me on the Rangers because I, sure. I feel like it's going to be one of two extremes. Like either they are what they're cracked up to be. They got Kane. Right. It's going to go crazy. They're going to the cup final and they might win. Or right. it's like, this just ends in a huge catastrophe and everybody's pointing and laughing at him at the end. And I really hope it's that. One. I really <laughs> hope it's the later one, but I'm not well, sure. Nice, I'm not sure. Nice if it wasn't, if it wasn't the least for once where that fucking <laughs> happened, you know, I like someone else being the bunt of the jokes every once in a while. <laughs> Do you, are so- you, are you a believer in the devils? I got to ask you. They're one team that nobody, it's it's very polarizing. Some people say, ah, yeah. oh, they're too young. They're too new. It's not going to happen. But they just keep going, man. Yeah, yeah. I think they've been playing. They've exceeded expectations this year. I mean, that goes without saying. But I, I think if they play the regs in round one, they're going to get fucking pumped. That would just be my Ooh. 
Oh, I, I'm kind of going the other way. I'm thinking if they like if we get really? the subway series in the in the first round, I think the See, Devils will get it done. I I think they would get up for it and they'd find a way to win a couple of games. But I do kind of side with Rick where I, it might be too much for them to handle. However, if you look at the yeah. standings right now, if somehow the Devils are able to hop over Carolina, which they're only yeah. two points behind for the for the division, if they could win the division. There's a world where they could actually play the Islanders in the first round. And I think that similarly, they'd get up for the crosstown rivalry, but they right. could handle them. I think they they could yeah. definitely beat the Islanders. Fuck it. And, and I, you know, as a Canadian, I haven't seen a lot of this, but I know that that fucking little triangle right there, the three <laughs> New York teams is like people die in that, in those fucking series. And I would love to see, I mean, regs and, Devils would get me real horned up. But I think, like, also, I think the Devils and the Islanders, like, anything with those three teams, I think would be oh, a fucking yeah. unreal series. And, yeah, like, I don't, like, I would love to see that. So, I don't know. It, 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 the Devils have a good opportunity here to, like, really define themselves. Because they're the, they're the like, one of the only teams this year of all these playoff teams have never done this before so they have a fresh slate they're like hey we can be like they chicago. got nothing to lose yeah yeah they, they could be like chicago remember when they became relevant again i don't even know if you boys are watching hockey but they went to the to the west final their first time like making the playoffs after like seven eight years so like all i'm saying is that the devils have and they're gonna be fucking like a wagon for years to come like they like i mean they got luke hughes coming in and i can't even say his name fucking Ne Nemeshek? Nemesh? Nemesh? Which one? <laughs> Who? The guy that went second overall this year, Simon Nemich. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I fucking butchered his name so badly, I probably made <laughs> you guys go fucking full force gump right there. <laughs> but they, they have a wagon <clears throat> defense coming up in the next couple years. I mean yeah. my, Timo Mayer, Meyer, fuck, I don't know. I'm kind of sure. Yeah, he sure Jack yep. Hughes. Like it's just like Vanagek. they're they're gonna be away, so they could like literally come in here and just set the tone. But I I just think that I don't know. I I, I have a hard time believing that like teams that come, especially of how competitive not only the playoffs are, but like the East this year, I, a team like the Devils coming in and just cleaning house. I don't I don't see it. I just think that they would get stumped by a team with with more veteran presence that, that's my opinion but you know fuck uh, i'm not really good at betting like like you boys <laughs> neither are we yeah yeah <laughs> you guys making people money or fucking losing the money uh, see of all of the above um yeah. <laughs> question for you about uh one of the canadian teams out west what in the hell is going on with the calgary flames Oh, I don't know, man. I, I I've been hearing that that I think they're getting a little bit of a reputation of people going out to fucking Berta for their careers to die, eh? Seriously, like, like seriously though. Yeah, not not Edmonton though. Like you ain't gonna do that, especially if you're fucking happen to get lucky enough to be on a line with McJesus, even for like a couple of fucking shifts. But you know, I I think with with Calgary, um, again. The what I say about like the whole chemistry, I, maybe some people say it doesn't matter. I think with how you just completely like changed over their their like um sort of like identity to be honest, like losing Johnny Hockey and Kachuk, I think it just was a like a lot for them. I don't know if the players really kind of just. I mean, Hubie, 
that like I I feel bad for the guy because yeah. like every time he scores, I'm like that's like a that's a one million dollar goal right there. Seriously like, though, and and he's getting he's getting taken care of after this year, and it's like I would never say. I have too much respect for Hubie to sit there and say that he's like a fucking bum for his contract. Like I would never put him, he would have to have like five straight shit years for me to be like, yeah, this is like Oliver Ekman Larson or some shit, you know, or Bobrovsky or whatever. But like, it's like, he's getting taken care of well. So it's like, he's got, I mean, I get the first year kind of being a little out, but it's like, you gotta, all right, buddy, like no more fucking around here. Like I know you don't have the, the Ferraris in South Florida anymore, but <laughs> buy a pickup truck and fucking drive to the barn like a real man. So, anyway, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would say it's transition year for the Flames, but I don't know. I I think maybe Sutter's a little bit. I I think he. Yeah. I don't think the boys like him very much. I think yeah. it might be time. They're also, yeah. as we say this, they're only four points out of a playoff spot with 10 games to play. They're four points behind the Jets, and they've played it's the insane. same amount of games, too. So, like, yeah, yeah. It's the a, Jets are insane. good, though. The Jets have been sneaky good all year. I don't expect yeah. them to cough up that spot, but you never know. No, no. And and you know what it is, too? And this is, this is like a, another – I don't have the exact standings in front of me, but how many wins compare those two? Like, they got to start figuring out a way where you get – I don't know if it's like international rules where you get like an extra point first for like an actual like win, but fucking, I think like no, Calgary a, have like almost 20 overtime losses. Yep. So that's a good point. So what's weird is they're kind of polar opposites. Like Winnipeg is basically only one regulation. They Their yes. record is 40, 29 and three. So like almost yeah. all their points are from just straight up wins. Calgary, you're right. They've actually lost a shit ton of hockey games this year, but they yeah. are 32, 25, and 15. Oh my god! Yeah, that's, that's impressive. Not a good record. It's crazy. <laughs> they've just they've managed to hang on and get beat no OT or shootout enough times that they're like they're right there. Which so, is like yeah. you kind of hope a team like that doesn't make the playoffs because it's probably just going to be like a shit series. Exactly right. Like I, I look at that as kind of like a fucking. I mean, you ain't want to go. You don't want to go into overtime in the fucking playoffs. Clearly, this team can't win. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like in the in the in the playoffs, but I don't really see them as a team that's that's that ends up squeaking. <laughs> I think the West has been set for a while. Now the East, and I know that there's probably some nervous fucking. There's a nervous Pens fan over there because I. I can't figure out this. Team. Yeah, like, me neither. From dude. What I've seen, <laughs> they've been so fucking streaky. Like sometimes they'll win like a bunch. You're like, oh yeah, like this team's back to fucking humming. And then it's like, oh shit, they're gonna. They got passed last night, did they not? Or two nights yeah. ago? Yeah, this is the first time since Crosby's rookie year where the Penguins are not in a playoff spot. Seventy games in. That's insane. So yeah. what do you think? I know you're probably trying to ask me about the least, but I want to know some of your guys take about about the fucking pens. Are they even gonna get in? Uh I don't know. They got a tough they got a tough schedule coming up. They got Colorado tonight on primetime, will probably get waxed. They got Dallas yeah. tomorrow night on primetime, they'll probably get waxed. They got the caps on Saturday on primetime, three straight primetime games for us to prove how bad we are. We'll probably oh. end up losing that one. But that's at home. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of a bummer that that Caps Penguins game isn't probably going to matter as much as like we hoped it would when we looked yeah. at it earlier in the season. Like yeah. even if if each team just had like 
five more points in the standings or something, that could be a huge game, but it, it's kind of just like a loser fest what? at this point. Here's what, um, here's what I'll say, Rick. I, I get, we're a bad team and I don't think we'll make the playoffs, but the part that makes me angry is that like the people online who don't watch a lot to be like, Oh, they're too old or they're too this. And it's like, right. Our three, the big three have done their job. Like if you look at Sid and Gino and Tanger, like they've all yeah. produced, they've all carried their weight. Hextall just killed our team. Like our bot, we have no depth and no yeah. goaltending because we just don't. Hey, you yeah, got Granlin I, though. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. Dude, someone explain that to me. I was like, <laughs> is your fucking Rick. GM crushing nose beards or something? Like, yeah, I, I hate I, I understand. I like he he fucking got rid of Cap and I was like, great. You got cap space and he fucking gets rid of capping to get Granlin. And I was it's like, what the, the stupidest fuck? thing? One long haired, blonde, soft ass for another long haired, blonde, soft <laughs> yeah, ass. It's like, stupid. I, I couldn't, I couldn't figure this out. I was like, what, like, what is this, this guy's deal right here? Like I didn't, that was like a move right there. Where I was like, buds, I like, you got to fucking, <clears throat> He's chuck an idiot. A, yeah, you got to chuck a fucking, coffee mug at, at the guy's face for the, making a move like that like it on it just i didn't understand moving outside like that to, to do a, a a move so yeah i don't know man like i i was thinking about that too i got a lot of friends that are pens fans too like people who i've met through like online and shit and they're nervous as fuck right now but the, the crazy thing is that any if if they get in the playoffs i don't think you can really rule them out i i get that they've had no. Oh, you can. <laughs> They're dead. No. <laughs> They're so, like the eh? Patriots. I, if they make it there, they've got a shot. They, we have no if we had some type of depth, I'd agree, but like we just we don't we have two lines and no goalie. I mean that's that's but really Yeah, the but you know how Crosby is. If they get exactly. in, he's about to fire that team up and yep. be like, do you really want to be the reason why I don't get another chance to win a cup here? Like, I mean, yeah. all the young depth long- guys on that team are going to know what the fuck the deal is and what's on the table if they get in. Yeah, like, I, I, I would say the thing about the Pens is that as long as they get in, they got a fucking shot, just like anybody else. And they're opinion. so well coached. It's like, you know, yeah. get, get Sully in. He'll find a way to at least win you a couple games. I, yeah. I, I have no Maybe, I problem believing that. If we it's played... Like- if we played Boston, they'd beat us in four games easy. I really, I have, no, I really can say that confidently. I think we never. I don't know, but let me ask you boys a question: If the Leafs this year just squeaked in, or the Pens just squeaked in, what team? And on paper, like let's just say standings, what team would you look at has a better shot at fucking going on a run? I would say the Pens, just I because. I totally just, agree with you because they have fucking Crosby and they have Geno and they have Latang and they've all done it before. And because I didn't think. Boston were going to be this good. Who thought no, that Boston were going to be fair. this fucking good? I, I didn't even have them making the playoffs. No, to be we, we all had them yeah. missing at the beginning of the year. We yeah. had previews. We were all like, oh, this team's washed up. They suck. They're not going to make over. it. Their goalies suck. We were literally like, oh, Mark, this guy sucks. No way. <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> a wagon. Shit on that one. Yeah. Who had that on their fucking bingo cards, eh, boys? Yeah. And so, so I'm just saying, it's like, who knows with the pens? Like they could do the exact same. I have no idea, boys. And you know what? That's why I like I like the Stanley Cup playoffs because it's so hard to win. You got four fucking rounds. Like I love NFL too. Like it's probably like like I much respect to the Americans for having such a fucking entertaining sport like that. But if you get a buy in the NFL, you only have to win fucking what three games? Yep. Yeah, three games to win. 
to win the Super Bowl where it's like hockey, you got to win 16. It's like a whole other season in itself. And that's why I'm like, like fucking so horned up. for. Play- I mean, I'm not really horned up for the first round because <laughs> we all know what. <laughs> Stress, <laughs> stressed up for the first round. Yeah, exactly. But but I get really excited for, you know, after because it's just so amazing. And I don't know, man, I think Boston, like, who knows? They could get like shocked exactly the same way like tampa tampa, tampa did yeah. a few years. never goes well when you win the president's trophy by that much it never nope. goes well so exactly because everyone like they got a target on their back boys and like everyone like you know they're watching like every team's going to be watching them like they're filming everything compared to like anybody else it's just who fucking knows and that's what i love about the playoffs i don't think anyone can ever predict it perfectly and that's why I think it's so exciting. Well, speaking of predictions, I'm going to put you on the spot before we uh, start wrapping up here. You Man. know, we're recording this on what? March 22nd. Obviously, we don't have playoff matchups right now. But if I put a gun to your head, who do you have in the cup finals? And then who do you have winning? Oh, fuck, boys. OK, let me think. I'm going to go with. <laughs> you know what? One for the Canadians here. Edmonton and Toronto in the Stanley Cup Finals. Wow. I love it. Yeah. And I'm going to go fucking – let's go oil in seven. Wow. I, I don't hate it. I mean, Leafs get by the first round. You never That'd know. That would be a fun one to watch. For that sure. would be a fun one to watch. That would be sick. That would be sick. I don't know. I don't know if Batman's going to let that happen. <laughs> fucking Gary Batman. But two Canadian teams in the finals, eh? But well, speaking of uh, speaking of things that Batman's gonna let happen, who gets this first overall pick? Do you think it's going straight to the Yotes because that's his pet project? No, I think I I think he's gonna make it, him go to fucking Chicago. Guys. Wow. Yeah, I just Ooh. think an original six team. What, what boys? I want to hear market. both. I want to hear all your Stanley Cup final takes, and I want to hear all your Bedard takes. So I think Let's Cup go, final. Cup final, I had oil and rags. Okay. With, I, I don't remember who I had winning. I feel like I might have taken the Rangers, but don't quote me okay. on that. In a weird way, I feel like the San Jose Sharks are going to get Connor Bedard. I, I I could see that. Yeah. These That's not a bad take, fella. I had uh, I also had the Oilers and the Rangers at the beginning of the season in the cup final with the Rangers winning. And since that's still totally a possibility, I'm just going to stick with it. Okay, uh, would love to be wrong about that though. Fuck the Rangers, and then yeah. um, yeah, Bedard. I actually think I kind of I bought into the whole theory that like he's gonna go to Arizona because that's Batman's uh his, his yeah. baby project and everything. So I could see that's that. A, yeah, good call. I uh before the season, I also had the Rangers in the Cup final, and I had the St. Louis Blues in the West. Obviously, that's dead. Oh um, fuck, they're in the Bedard sweepstakes right now. I guess if you made me re-pick my West team, I mean, I really like the way the LA Kings are looking. Um, I mean, obviously the Oilers and the Avalanche are probably my the favorites, but I, I'll go with the Kings. I'll do something a little different. They're playing hot right now. I'll go Kings and I'll keep the Rangers because I had them. But Dard, um, the Metro always ends up getting the best players, so he's going to go to Columbus and we're going to have to live with it for the next 20 years and it's going to suck. So. Oh, fuck. Well, if he stays, maybe maybe pulls a Lindros <laughs> and says, fuck True. it, boys, I'm not reporting. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. 
That would that would be a huge trade. It would be like a Lindros like trade where it'd be like oh probably my like god millions of picks and like the team would become a wagon just like call <clears throat> just like fucking Quebec and then Colorado ended yep. up becoming yeah 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 Lindros made them a dynasty. True, people forget. Yeah, yeah. fucking right, boys. I like the predictions here. Yeah. Well, uh, I think that's all the playoff talk that that we have. I, I don't know if you guys have any other questions. No, I think that's it. Um, oh, real quick, before we wrap up, I saw you got a chance to go out and check out Disney World. How was your experience there? <laughs> oh, boys, it was it was fucking sick. I think we spoke a little bit online when you were. So let me tell you, boys, that was my first time going to the states. Yeah. In oh Jesus! Ten years. I never, okay. I never went, man. My, my, uh, I went to New York City for New Year's Eve once, which was a good time, nice. and then. Yeah, yeah, and then I ended up, I just, like, my visa expired, but then I was supposed to go there to do stand-up, and then, uh, passport, I guess, sorry, and then nothing, it didn't end up working out, so my girl, because she got a place down in, in Orlando. Oh, okay. So, so I went, and I did five fucking parks in five days, like, I did all the Disney ones, and then I went to Universal, and I went to the one park, Epcot, and I just got fucking rinsed, boys. <laughs> like, Wow. I, we, I went through all the countries and I yep. said that anytime I go to a new place and then by the end of it, I'm walking out there like fucking Frankenstein yeah, trying to like high five, like all the, like the Mickey mouses and shit <laughs> like that. And, um, I love it, man. Florida, Florida's fucking sick boys. I would love to do more traveling in the, in the States in general. Um, yeah, man, you guys. Oh, I went to Top Golf, man. The fact that you <laughs> yeah. boys have fucking Top Golf is unreal because we don't have anything like that in fuck. We have a couple of giant ranges, but I just love getting rinsed and going to Top Golf. <laughs> yeah. So makes you yeah, feel a man. lot better about your swing, doesn't it? Oh, fucking right, <laughs> man. I was like, I, I was pretty shitty titty out there, but Amer- America, <laughs> Fox boys. I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have to get you Where's down here for uh like uh you I feel like you would love Baltimore. Like I feel like you Baltimore? would just thrive oh, in that city. Yeah, I could see it. You boys you boys got a nice little I seen a couple of things on your online. You guys get you guys got nice little turnouts. Where's that in Baltimore? And you guys do like watch parties and stuff? Yeah. We, did one, right. in, we did one in Milwaukee, I think, uh, a couple months ago. Yep. yep. Oh sick. So I feel like Milwaukee's more up my alley, though, eh? Like, Wisconsin it's, and Minnesota. It's definitely a little more what you're probably used to, but <laughs> it's, it's also, like, the drinking capital of America, pretty much, yeah. Milwaukee, oh. so. Fucking right. Are you still out there? In yeah, Wisconsin? I'm here, yeah. I think Beauty. both times we've flown in, Harry and I have flown in to visit Mac. We landed at, like, 8 and were drinking by 10 a.m. on that Friday. <laughs> so. And we weren't the only ones. No. <laughs> no. no, at Kona Hito's, the bar was, like, packed on, like, a Friday at, like, 11 a.m. <laughs> That's so – okay, so, boys, let me ask you. You know me, like, good Canadian kid or whatever. Where, where, would, where would I fit in? Where would be a fucking good place for Rick Rowley to visit? Would it be Baltimore? Fucking – St. Paul, Milwaukee, like what I can see, like Minneapolis or something, but yeah, but also in in just a more like wholesome way, I could see it being a smaller town, like okay, like like Baltimore or something like that. And which you know, Baltimore obviously still a pretty big city, but right in comparison to somewhere like you know, Chicago or or Minneapolis, right? Right, right, okay, cool, yeah, no, because um. I, I I've been meaning to do like my my dream is to get all fucking thirty two barns 
like oh that there. would be sick yeah yeah yeah. so i got some places i need to go but i just want to go to the states I, a lot of great people down there and all of my shows too like i feel like there's places i could perform like um probably more northern to be honest northern states but i you know i would probably do well as shows in in you know minnesota wisconsin michigan places like that so you boys tell me and fuck i'll i don't know but i'll I'll get some get the air miles cashed in and work something out (laughs) there you go fucking right we'll all meet up in milwaukee uh in the summer or next winter or something i'm fucking down yep that'd be sick we'll have to make that happen trip yeah well rick we uh we know we've taken up a decent chunk of your time here but just want to say we appreciate you coming on as always you're now a hall of famer the number one all time so that you're the goat boys i'm i'm fucking it's an honor i'll get you boys i'll get you boys on the beauty sauce too all right sounds good man we'll have to set it up fucking beauty boys i appreciate it man all right bye A huge thanks to Rick for joining us. Obviously, always a good time chatting with him, and I will never stop using the term. Couldn't save it, even if it was a PDF. I think that's the greatest thing I've ever heard. Um, And I also will now start using the word pinned or rinsed to refer to indulging in alcohol. Yeah, those are all good. I feel like we always uh, get a nice Canadian vocab lesson uh, every time he's on the show. It's always fun. Dude's such a good guy, too. So we really, really appreciate him coming on again. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's move on to the injuries around the league. Uh, Real quick, Marcus Pedersen, Penn's best defenseman, out, of course, dead. Uh, Arturi Lekanen, Colorado, four to six weeks, broken finger. John Carlson, uh, Mac or Nick? I'll let you guys read this one. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually read this one because I feel Do like it. I I have something that I need to say. A few weeks ago on this podcast, <laughs> I said something along the lines of like, and and okay, let me let me just say this. I made a disclaimer when I said the statement. I was like, I don't want to be insensitive here. I don't know what's going on. I'm sure whatever it is, is really serious, but I just don't get like why it's taken him so long to come back, right? Because we, you know, how the NHL does injuries, you don't know what's happening. They're just like, yeah, he's out for however long. And you're, you know, I, as a fan, I wanted to make sense of it. And I, in no means meant to be insensitive towards his injury, because this is obviously very serious now that we know what happened. And yeah, I just want to go ahead and say, I was never trying to, I don't think you were being insensitive. I think you were just like, you were frustrated like the rest of us. And you were just like, I want to know like what in the hell is going on? Yeah. Well, if you haven't heard, it was bad. Uh, Basically John Carlson update. He is nearing a return after being sidelined for a few months now. I don't think he's played since mid December, right? Or late December. That's when it was December Um, 23rd. Yep. You were there. Uh, So uh, he, he had basically a fractured skull. Um, That's not the worst of it. He had a severed temporal artery and a severed ear, which had to be fully reattached to his head. His quote in uh, he's kind of opened up recently and, and spoken about it a little bit. He said it felt like he just got struck by lightning. That's the only way he could describe it. The pain was unbearable. And he said, quote, I thought I wasn't going to make it. So extremely, extremely serious Jesus. stuff. Uh, it begs the question, like. I don't know, boys, what are you doing? 
why aren't we wearing cages in the NHL? Yeah. Like it, it's I'll go, so silly. Honestly. I'll go one less. He doesn't wear ear guards. I know that's even yeah. worse. A lot of players take the ear guards out just because it looks cooler. I, I took yeah. them out for beer league. Yeah. I can't lie. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but yeah. you're also probably not standing in front of like. <laughs> no, no, you're right. If he doesn't wear ear guards when he comes back, he's a psychopath. He might yeah. not. I don't think he is because you know how these guys are. They don't change. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Like, and there aren't that many guys who wear them. Like off the top of my head, I Sid. know. Sid, Gino, Patrick Kane. Those, Kane that's, does. Like, that's like the three I can name. That's it. I feel like I, a lot of the younger guys might. Uh, maybe Clayton Keller. I, I think he does too. I don't know, but nobody wears them. And these guys are getting pucks whipped around at 100 miles an hour with no ear guards. It's scary stuff. Anyway, apparently he's nearing return. It it seems to me, based on on what the Caps beat reporters have been tweeting, seems like we'll see John Carlson play a hockey game before the end of this season. Which, in my opinion, I'm almost like, why? Why? Like, I mean, I guess maybe it'd be better to just get him in there and get a couple games, and make sure he's like feels okay. But like, at the same time, we got nothing to play for at this point. Like, no, we're we're, we're dead as a doornail, and. <laughs> I I don't know. I feel like it's like why why risk it more if he could just go ahead and rest for like several more months that's probably better. I'm totally with you on that. I mean, unless he's like no, I'm 100%, I'm good to go and I want to get back out there then I mean, you would think that that's what he's saying. Probably. Otherwise they probably wouldn't. I'm sure he is eager to get back out there, but I did see um a Laviolette quote when asked like why wouldn't he just take the rest of the year and Lavi did say like well, this is like your, you know, Norris Trophy finalist defenseman. If he's available to play, you're gonna play him. Yeah, no, I, I understand. I mean, it's and also, you know, maybe John wants to play. Maybe he wants to get back on this. What the Caps gonna do? Say no. I mean, he's there. Yeah, good. He's their ace. So yeah, um, yeah, real scary incident there. Uh, and then just one little roster move: the Avs, Colorado Avalanche, have extended Jared Bednar to a three-year contract that will last through the 2026-2027 season. Don't think that's uh comes to any surprise to any of us. So, uh, Nick, before we wrap up the episode, we got some college hockey uh, frozen four here in Tampa Bay begins uh, tonight as we're recording this. I'll toss it off to you. It'll start uh, tomorrow, actually. So today that you're recording this um, during the day. So we'll get some afternoon college hockey games, which you got to love. But real quick, before we get to the dudes, I want to start with the ladies for the seventh time. In program history, record-setting seventh time, the Wisconsin Lady Badgers have won the national championship by defeating Ohio State. One zip. Shout out to Mark Johnson once again. Him and his uh, his entire program have proved they're just the class of the field for women's hockey. So, um, shout out to Lady Wumbo for getting that done. Uh, going over to the men's side, the Frozen Four is going to begin today, the day you're listening to this, in Tampa Bay. Uh, the number one seeds are, of course, Minnesota, Michigan, Denver, and Quinnipiac. And the Gophers come into that as the top team in the country. My team to beat for sure. All these games are going to be scattered across ESPN networks. So ESPN Plus is just going to be the easiest way to watch them. Uh, I believe they start at 2 p.m. today, go through about like 9 p.m. Should roll through the rest of the weekend before a, a week or so break. So, in between your March Madness, be sure to mix in a couple of these games because this tournament is 
every bit as good as the college basketball tournament is. Yeah. Always an awesome time. Always an awesome time. Any guys that you're keeping your eye on, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Logan Cooley, I believe he's a gopher, Minnesota guy. Yeah, that's definitely one of the ones you want to watch. Um, Cooley for the Gophers. I don't think anyone's stock has gotten better than Matty Nyes for the Gophers. Uh, Maple Leafs draft pick. That dude's an absolute stud. And then there's a ton of guys on the Michigan program. Um, Adam Fantilli, who's expected to be the number two overall pick. Uh, It's been a long time. You know, I feel like this goes back to like the McDavid Eichel draft where we were like, okay, we've got a clear cut one and two, but that guy who's number two, it's like he had, he been in any other draft, he'd be going number one. And I feel like that's what we have here with uh, Bedard and Fantilli. So definitely keep your eye on him. Great analysis there. Love that. Yeah. Um, All right. Yeah. We'll definitely be watching. Um, Excited. College hockey is always a good time. And they have great uniforms, and Nike does some of them, so just go figure, you know. Yeah. Um, but I'm not mad about it. It's fine. No, not Mac, at all. Mac or Nick, any final notes before we wrap up? Don't think so. Um, yeah, Apple is a good home to live in. <laughs> God damn it. All right, everybody. Well, we appreciate the love and support as always. The playoffs are slowly approaching. We got about three weeks and then it is go time. We're going to be, I don't even know what I was going to say. We're going twice a week. That's what I meant to say. So that'll be fun. That. All right. Take it easy, everybody. And without further ado. Class dismissed. Dismissed.